and may your <laughs> wait, oh, may your reading life be well well <laughs>
shaved ice or ice cream or something. And he gives her a handkerchief to cheer her up because she's clearly miserable. And she decides she wants to become geisha so that she can be important to him in his life. The whole goal, everything she works for, is to create status and culture and prominence so that she can be worthy of somebody who she thinks is just so dignified and beautiful. And it's a lovely story. Of course, there's a love story in it, but it is just a really a story of Sayori's diligence, her perseverance, what she overcomes, and what that very, very strict culture of geisha life has done for her and to her. It is, if you have not read it, it is an incredible book. I highly recommend it, <laughs> obviously. Okay, I think it goes without saying that if you've heard any of these podcasts or if you know me at all, that one of the biggest books that has affected my life and changed me is Anne of Green Gables by Lucy Maud Montgomery. This is the first book that ever made me cry. And it has inspired so much of what has gone on in my life. Now, I can do an entire podcast episode about my failed trip to PEI, to all of the ways that Anne has inspired life changes, and maybe I will do that. But for now, I can just tell you that because of Anne Shirley, this young orphan who was adopted by a couple, a brother and sister in PEI, and how that changed her life and everyone around her, she also kind of cast a spell over me. And, well, I've never been the same since. If you read it, you know. If you haven't, what are you doing listening to this podcast? Go get the book and read it, for goodness sakes. Jeez. Another book that changed me is Don't Keep Your Day Job by Kathy Heller. Now, let me tell you why. This is for an entirely unique reason. In 2018, Kathy Heller was the host of a very, very popular podcast called Don't Keep Your Day Job. And she heard about my book truck idea and her producer reached out to me and asked me if I would be on her podcast. Like, <laughs> yeah, I will. So I did. And um, that gave me awareness and popularity about the book truck globally because her reach and her podcast was so popular that it, it blew me away. Did I cry on that podcast? Yes, I did. Um, and people would message me. I heard it. I was crying in my car. Oh, you brought me to tears. Oh, I shouldn't have worn makeup that day. So that was that was a very um, affirming moment. But then I was contacted by her producer a little while later who said, Kathy is writing a book and she put you in it. What? So yeah, she sure as hell did. So... I went out and bought the book when it came out because she did not actually send me a signed copy. Kathy, I'm still waiting. But I did get the book. And when I turned to page 95 and it said, Brandy Moore Pergo, creator of Daisy Chain Book Company, has had a lifelong love of books. I was like, oh, my name is in print. Oh, my God. So she wrote about the conversation we had on her podcast and she told about my story and how I said I wanted to align my ambition with my worth and she she just wrote it all down to see my name in her book changed me and for that I will ever be grateful thank you Kathy Heller thank you thank you 
The next book that changed me is called A Tree Grows in Brooklyn by Betty Smith. This is not a flashy book. This is not a new book. This is not a book that was made into a blockbuster best-selling film. No, 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 no. This is a quiet, beautiful, passionate book um, about a young girl named Francie. Francie who lives, of course, in Brooklyn. And when the book starts, I believe it's around 1912. And this book has five different sections in it that goes through five different times in Francie's life. And it is this beautiful, slow hum of a book that just soaked right into me. And when it was over, I had the most satisfying feeling of tasting something beautiful. And I will ever be grateful for that because what it did was it got me out of a reading slump and it reminded me the best books don't have to be the shiny new ones. Sometimes there are these beautiful older stories that languish on your shelves and just wait for you to get to them and they sit there and they get better over time. I have a hardcover first edition of A Tree Grows in Brooklyn and I am devoted to it. I love it. I I see it on my shelf and it makes me happy every single time. If you have not read this book, please read A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. If you've read it, well, let's talk about it. And the fifth book that I read that changed me is the Bible. Now, this might seem like an odd thing. This is not something a bookseller typically talks about. However, it is the best-selling book of all time, and that should, on its own, generate some interest. So I picked up the Bible for the first time when I was very young because, of course, people came around to my school and they gave us little red copies of it. So I thought, a free book. Brilliant. Bring it on. And so I started reading it, but I didn't know what I was reading. And then when I was early, early adult, 18, 19, I guess I got my first Bible and I started reading it. But friends, I did not know anything about religion or church or anything. So I didn't know that the Easter Jesus was the same as the Christmas Jesus. And when I started reading in Genesis and found out oh, there's no Jesus in here, is this the right book? I don't know what this is. I did not know there was an Old Testament and a New Testament. I was green, okay? I had no idea at all. But because so much of our culture is based on teachings and learnings and laws and traditions from the Bible, it is an important book to read. It is good for conversation. It's good for knowledge. It's good for faith and learning and meditation. And any reason you grab it, it it's, it's worthwhile. Absolutely. So yeah, that book absolutely changed me. Okay, let's go into five biz bits. Okay, the first one we're going to talk about is your social media face. You got to put your face out there, friends. You do. Seth Godin says people do not support a business, they support a person. And they need to know who you are and why you are doing what you do. It doesn't matter if you have a bad hair day. It doesn't matter if you got a zit on your forehead. Who cares? This is the real you. This is the face behind all the things you do. Put it out there. Business is personal. It just is. It's not just about algorithms and dollars. It is about human beings. You are a human being with a business. Put yourself out there. Don't overdo it. That's that's tacky. But put yourself out there enough that people know who you are and they're curious about why you do what you do. And then if they like it, they want to support it. It's about humans. <laughs> humans to humans. That's the kind of business we're in. So put yourself out there, friends. Honestly. It's not nearly as bad as you think. 
Okay, the second thing, small businesses matter. You've heard me say this many, many times. I'm not a broken record. I am just somebody who is passionate. But what I will tell you is this. If you want small businesses to survive, vote with your dollars. Businesses survive or die because of decisions you make. It is entirely up to you to decide what kind of businesses will survive. So I cannot say this enough. If you want the cool businesses, the restaurants, the mom and pop shops around you to keep going, because that's the kind of community you like, you have to buy things from them. You have to support them financially. You can't just say they're cute and walk on by. That's not enough. You have to actually give them dollars so they can pay for rent and supplies and employees. It's business. It matters. And it only works if you help them. Vote with your dollars. Keep small business alive because if they don't, the only person we have to blame is ourselves. Okay? Okay. So the third one is small business. It's hard, but it's worth it. And it's hard. Did I, did I say it's hard? Yeah. So the whole idea of people who want to go into small business because they want to do things their way and they want to take it easy. Um, you pick the 90 plus hours a week you want to work instead of working up to 40 hours for somebody else. This is the truth of it. It's expensive. It's mentally exhausting. It's physically exhausting. And is it worth it? Yes. But it's also really hard. So it doesn't it doesn't get less hard if you're passionate about it because you're always chasing something new. You can't just do what always happened before. You have to keep it fresh. So that takes a lot out of you. It takes a lot of resources, takes a lot of time. These are things people don't often have a lot of. So it's hard, but it's worth it. And it's hard. I got to say that. Okay, the fourth thing. People want to pursue their passion. We're hearing this all the time. Oh, I want to do my passion job. I'm not passionate about this, so I'm going to quit it. Okay, passion is a privilege. And sometimes you have to just do the job that buys the milk. You get me? You don't always get to do the job that you just cannot wait to do and you're so excited about it. You're going to put everything into it because you're passionate about it. That's great. But you know what? Passion costs money. Passion costs money that you have to get from doing the jobs maybe you don't love. So if you want to do your passion project, that's not going to be your first job, my friend. That's going to be what you work towards later if and when you've earned it. Not everybody's going to do their passion project as their job. Maybe that's your hobby. Maybe that's what you do when you volunteer. But doing a passion job costs money and it will constantly cost you money. So passion's not free. I need to say that because everybody thinks it's going to be so fun to just go out there and do their passion job and that that's somehow owed to them and that it's going to be easy. Oh my gosh, where did we ever give you that impression? Go back a few episodes of my podcast. I'll tell you, it's not easy and it is not free. Okay, so the last thing I want to say in the five biz bits, copycats. They were not cool in school and they are not cool in business either. Do your own thing. Do it because you are you. You are your own unique person who has your own funky ways of getting through the world and living things. And you have your own perspectives and idea and history. Do that. Do not grab onto the apron strings of somebody else. Because let me tell you, friends, I had this conversation with somebody yesterday. I don't have apron strings that are long. 
they're really short. So if you're holding on to my apron strings and you're trying to do what I do, you're grabbing my butt and I don't like it. So, so no, no, do your own thing because you are too smart and too innovative to just copy somebody else. My idea might work for me because that's who I am. And I spent almost 50 years coming up with that. Business is hard. It is a long process and it is personal and it is unique, just like you. So don't copy. No, no, no. Do your own thing. Okay. Five things about me. Totally random, not business related, but whatever. Okay. The first thing is I smile like a lot, a lot, a lot. My friend saw the movie Elf. And in the movie, he says, I like smiling. Smiling's my favorite. She said, oh my God, that's so you. It is. It is kind of my default thing. Um, it's not disingenuous. It's, it's just literally what I'm feeling very much of the time. So yeah, uh, I'm a big smiler. The other thing is I crave sunshine all the time. I'm like a plant who like leans towards the window where there's sun. I feel like I need it a lot. I need warmth. I do not know why I live somewhere where it is so cold so much of the year, but I am very much somebody who doesn't like to wear socks because I like my feet to breathe because I want warmth. That's what I want. I want sunshine. Okay, another thing is I'm afraid of heights. For me, there are two fears that make good sense. Heights and sharks. Both of them are probably going to kill you. And uh, that makes sense to me. It's a logical fear. I don't like heights because, uh, nope, nope, not for me. Will I ever jump out of a plane? Nope, 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 nope. No, I'm not good. Thank you very much. Um, I am a cheesecake snob, 100%. Hi, my name is Brandy, and I'm a cheesecake snob. If you provide me a cheesecake that is chilled and stuck in the fridge, I will not want to call that a cheesecake. That is just a very thick pudding. Um, a cheesecake that is baked in an oven that maybe cracks on the, on the top, maybe not, but when you put your fork in and it slips a piece off and it comes off in a chunk, that to me is a cheesecake. And I am there for it. I don't care if it is chocolate cheesecake or if it is a white cheesecake that has topping. I don't care. Bring it on. Bring it on. But I am a cheesecake snob. If you put it in the fridge and don't put it in the oven, we cannot call that a cheesecake. No, 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 no. Um, okay, the last thing about me. I am a bull in a china shop. 100%. When you're young, that seems like it's a really awful thing. Like you don't want to be the one who causes trouble and, you know, is too loud or too aggressive or too abrasive or is too seen. And a bull in a china shop is definitely something that people try to avoid. Be quiet. Be nice. Fold your hands. Be ladylike. Don't say too much. Shh. Or you shouldn't have said that don't rock the boat. Um, yeah, a boat is made to be rocked and this girl is really, really hard to contain. So um, I think being a bull in a china shop is fine because I'm just determined to be a damn well good one. That's my goal. Uh, if you're going to be noticed for something, make it count, make it good, make it worthwhile. If you're going to be somewhere where there is impact, make a good impact. And don't be afraid of making a difference, being heard, being seen. Don't be afraid of what will happen if. Step forward and try and do things to make people's lives around you better. And I think that's a win. 
um, I think that it's important to be seen, to be heard. And if you have a stage or a podium or an opportunity, use it to make the lives around you better. We were not meant to be kept under a bushel. We were not meant to be kept in the shadows or in the dark. We are out there. We are loud. We are beautiful. We are visible. And the opportunities in front of us are endless. So this bull in a china shop is going to be seen, going to be heard, going to make mistakes publicly. Absolutely. It's going to have public bad hair days and say things that are stupid. Absolutely. But you know what? I'm going to keep going because that's what a bull does. A bull doesn't just sit on the sofa in the corner. A bull gets out there and charges something. And I just say, if you're going to be a bull in a china shop, be a damn good one. Okay, well, there you go. That was five, five, and five. Thank you guys for sending me questions and always asking things on social media and in email, things you're curious about, things you want to know. Um, a bookshop is a beautiful space for all sorts of incredible conversations. And it is an opportunity for people to grow and to expand their ideas and their thoughts and their communities. And I'm there for that. So anytime somebody has a question for me, if I think it will benefit a wider audience, I am very happy to share that answer. So I hope these answers were kind of fun, maybe a little helpful, um, maybe a good kick in the butt sometimes, and hopefully inspired you to read five really good books. So thank you very much for joining me. It was, as always, a thrill to be in your ears and in your company. And I'm kind of impressed that you would continue to choose to listen to me. I'm just this middle-aged woman in Alberta, Canada, who runs a bookstore. And I don't often think that that is a world-changing thing. But what I'm often reminded about is that we do matter. We do matter a lot. And when people say that the things that I have said resonate with them or it's made a difference or it's inspired them or whatever, that's that's important. But that's not just me. You also have something very important to share with the world, something that can inspire others, something can motivate them to be better and stronger and greater. And that is entirely your own thing. So this is not just me. This is me saying, hey, friend, we probably have that in common. So I want to hear your amazing, fun, quirky isms. Share them with the world. The world would be very grateful. Okay, so remember, no matter how you serve the world, shine a light of humor, kindness, and compassion in everything you do. Be relevant, be generous, and be unforgettable. And may your reading life be extraordinary. Talk to you soon.